Welcome to the Explore More podcast, where we hope to entertain, educate, and inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and into the outdoors. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kate. We're best friends bringing you all things adventure so you can explore more. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at exploremore.podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Explore More podcast for another episode. This is your host, Kate, and I'm with Sarah, who's on the road again. And this Hello. is yeah, and this is actually gonna be a whole episode dedicated to her life on the road. And I am gonna ask her questions that have all been on our minds so that we can kind of figure out what her life has been like living in a long haul semi truck. So yeah, you wanna say hi, Sarah? Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be on here again and to talk about this crazy life that I live right now. Um, I Yeah, I don't think a whole lot of people understand it or really know the day-to-day stuff, so I'm excited to share a little bit more. Yes, and so where are you right now? Um, I'm currently at a truck stop just outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Nice. It is a beautiful, like, 70 degrees here in January, and I'm sitting on the back of the trailer, so if y'all hear some, like, weird noises in the background, it's probably because there's a million semi-trucks around me. (laughs) (laughs) Like a guy with a leaf blower cleaning out his semi. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally. So as we're sitting here trying to get our podcast set up, um, there's like nobody around us because it's Friday and everybody's out on the road, but we're taking our reset, which I'll explain that later. But this uh, guy pulls up to me or pulls up next to us and it's called a dry van. So it's like the enclosed trailers. And he decides it's time to take a leaf blower to the back of his trailer and clean it out. So it has been interesting even just getting this podcast set up. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy it. And with all yeah. that being said, I'm going to start right off into asking Sarah questions. And the first one being, what motivated you to go on the road? And this question actually came from one of her followers on Instagram. So I feel like this is a great broad question that a lot of people probably wonder. So yeah, what motivated you guys to go on the road? Yeah, so I, it was kind of a few reasons. So first and foremost, anybody that knows Jordan and I, we're kind of like people that can't really sit still for more than two seconds. Um, And so we're just like the type of people to travel. But um, a couple years ago, we started our own business with just like a pickup truck and a trailer traveling across the country delivering loads. So we did that for about a year. So we had a little bit of a taste of what life on the road was like. Um, and then this past year, Jordan, so Jordan's a semi-truck driver. So for those who don't know, um, and he was working for a company that he wasn't really loving. I was working remote. So we kind of just made this decision to try something new and we were both really tired of spending all day away from each other like life is too short to not be with like the person you love for 
you know, 90% of the week, we were only seeing each other on weekends. And even then, like, he was exhausted from working all week, like working like 14, 15 hour days all week. And so we really weren't able to do much together because it was just work, work, work. And I think that's true for a lot of people, which is sad. But anyway, we're trying to kind of like change, change our ways up a little bit. And we decided to get rid of our apartment. And since I was already working remotely, it was something I could do on the road. So we found a really great company out of Spokane and just decided to go for it. Nice. I love it. And like, I know you and Jordan, obviously you've been one of my best friends forever. So this came as like no surprise to me, especially because like you said, you are the hotshot trucking experience and like the stories and stuff that you guys told from that and the experience you got from that was really cool. So then when you said that you guys were going to go like live in a semi, I was like, if you could live out of a Ford pickup across the, like across the country, you can live out of a semi, like you guys can do this, you know? So yeah. And it makes sense too, because like the financial aspect of it, the fact that you had a remote job, so you still had income and then he gets money to like live along the road. He's literally getting paid for it. Like you guys don't have to scrounge for funds and then you're not paying money for an apartment. So it makes sense. Like, and it makes sense for you guys lifestyle. So yeah. And yeah, I guess I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Financially, it was a big factor too. just us wanting to get some stuff paid off so we could potentially buy a house down the future. Um, and whatnot, like, yeah, it's getting rid of a $1,500 a month apartment and not having to pay for many living expenses just was like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that was that was a really big part of it too. So yeah, well, and you guys, I mean, it's you, Jordan, and Quill, your dog. So why not? I mean, what do you have to lose? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. So and down the future, we're like, we want to have kids and stuff. So we're like, this is our time to do it. Like no other time in our life are we going to be able to move into a semi truck and travel around the United States. So. um we both love exploring new places, so it just kind of seemed like a really good fit for us right now. It's not something I don't think we'll be able to do, like, really long-term, but for now, it just made sense to us. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so, what's the typical schedule, like, but start off with, like, your day-to-day, like, what your daily schedule is, kind of, and then weekly, like, kind of what, it, like, a work week looks like. Yeah, so I'll kind of explain, like, how the rules and regulations work for drivers. Um, So in a day, you're allowed to work 14 hours, um, but only 11 of those hours can be driving. So you have three extra hours to, like, load, unload, do whatever you need to do. Um, But you can only work 14 hours in a day, and you can only drive 11 hours in a day. And it's very, like strictly monitored we have a little system in our truck that can calculate all of that um so that's like the day time frames and then you're only allowed to work a 70 hour like cycle so for example we got on the road last wednesday and we've worked 70 hours since last wednesday and it's currently friday so a little over a week 70 hours so um that's driving loading unloading everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as like a typical day, um, kind of, we're still getting in our routine. So 
for those who don't know, we started doing this in September and then we took a couple weeks off in December for Christmas and all that. And then we just got back out on the road last week. Um, so we're still kind of like figuring out our routine, but typically we'll wake up around like five or six. We try to get out as early as possible. Um, and then we drive to our pickup, our drop-off, or some days are just strictly driving days. So we usually try to like go as far as possible. So some days are 11 hours of driving, which I think if you do it perfectly, it's about 700 miles driving. Um, and then the reason we get up early and try to end early is because truck stops fill up really fast and it can be really, really challenging to find a spot if it's like five or six o'clock at night. So we try to get up as early as possible. So that way we can end earlier and get a good spot. And then of course we have a little, like <clears throat> mainly me, I have a little routine at night to go in. I, I either work out. So we can talk about workouts later, but I either work out and then shower and then get dinner started and then just chill. So, um, that's kind of what a typical day is like. And then for like weekly wise, we don't really have a lot of time off, to be honest. Um, like I said, you work 70 hours and then after your 70 hours is up, you have to take what's called a reset, a 34 hour reset, um, which resets your clocks and you don't, there's other ways to do it to where you don't have to take a reset, but it's a little complicated. So most people take a reset. Um, so that's what we're doing right now. We're on a reset. So it's usually like we stopped last night, Thursday night, taking all day today, and then we'll get going first thing tomorrow morning. And then we're driving all weekend. So we really, like I said, don't have quote days off because on our one day off every other week, we're doing laundry, we're going to the grocery store, um, we're getting stuff cleaned up and, um, doesn't really leave time to do a whole lot of other things. So definitely some sacrifices that we make living out here, but it's, I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get to see a lot of stuff that people will never see. So yeah. you got to just pick, you know, like pick the things that you're willing to sacrifice a little bit, but you, I mean, there's other stuff that you gain that, like you said, like being with Jordan, a lot more than the typical couple, you know, that's huge yeah. and the financial freedom. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just freedom in general, like a lot of over the road companies <clears throat> don't like give you a lot of freedom, but the company we work for is awesome to where we get to pick where we want to go. Like the initial destination we get to pick. Um, and they're not hounding us like every five minutes asking where we are. Um, so there is just a lot of like, freedom just being out here to where there's nobody like micromanaging us and we can just like hang out you know yeah which is so cool and especially like right now because it's January so I'm home in north central Idaho and it's probably I don't know 50 degrees today maybe no it's not even 50 it's probably like 40 but it's cold and it's gloomy and yeah. Sarah's stories are all sunny and <laughs> I mean, she's sitting outside right now recording this. So if I was sitting outside, I'd be chattering my teeth. So there's, yeah. you know, like you guys can pick and be like, I don't want to be in frigid cold weather right now. So we're going to head south. Yep. 
Yep. And sometimes it kind of backfires. Like two days ago, we were coming through Louisiana and there was a huge storm about to hit and it was calling for like tornadoes (laughs) and hurricane type rain. And so there's definitely like downsides to it. Um, Also, a couple months ago, we were in Florida in November and we were down there when uh, one of the hurricanes hit. And that was terrifying. So, I mean, it's great, but sometimes it is a little stressful because you never know what kind of weather you're going to get. And it's not like you can just say, oh, just kidding. We're not going to go there because there's bad weather. Like we have to keep trucking. So, um, so it's not always rainbows and sunshine, but it is nice. Like right now it's back home. It's super cold. And right now in Alabama, it's really nice and sunny. So so yeah, it has its ups and downs for sure, but I feel like the positives usually outweigh the negatives, so it's it's worth it. Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of cool because you guys get like a the the full picture of what the U.S. is like at all times of the year because like I don't really travel much in the winter. I do most of like the road tripping and just general travels in the summer. So I feel like I get to see the United States in the summer. But I never really see, like, what other people deal with at different parts of the year. So, like, storm seasons, tornado seasons, like, hurricane seasons, winters at different places, all this stuff. But you guys actually get to experience the entire United States at, like, every season. Yeah, and I think that's one of the great things that we love about this is experiencing that, like... It's always been my dream to see, like, the Upper East Coast in the fall. So, last October, we got to go up there and see all the fall colors. And so, yeah, there's really, like, so much variety. And with the seasons changing, it's it's always different. So Yeah, that's so cool. It's, it's nice. Okay, so um, for the next question, what do you miss most about living at home? Um... <laughs> So I think the thing I miss most about living at home is the privacy. Um, I've just kind of gotten used to having like none of that whatsoever. Um, For example, I'm sitting here on the back of the trailer and there's probably at least five trucks that can see me. (laughs) And, (laughs) and that's because it's not actually, there's more than that. The whole fuel line can see me sitting on my trailer. So yeah, there's absolutely like no privacy. I mean, in the truck, I have privacy, but not really because Jordan and Quill are both in there. So um, I've just gotten used to like really never being alone, which kind of sucks sometimes because, you know, you need your alone time. But like, for example, when I go in and I have to wash my face and brush my teeth and stuff in the bathrooms. And so I've just gotten used to people just being in there washing their hands or whatever when I'm brushing my teeth. And so (laughs) you just got to be okay with really not giving a shit to be honest (laughs) so yeah I would say privacy and like mainly just having a bathroom right close by you know when you wake up in the morning you need to go pee I have to put on normal clothes and walk across a huge parking lot go into like a public restroom so that part I really don't love um but I mean it's fine. It's <laughs> it's worth it, like, being able to see the country to share a bathroom with a million other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so, worse things. There are worse things, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I, yeah, I'd say that's probably the thing I miss most. And 
I'm a pretty like simplistic person anyway. So at first it was kind of hard not having like a bunch of kitchen gadgets and all your stuff nearby. But like, as we've talked about on the podcast before, like you don't need those things, you know, I have all the essentials and that's all I could ask for. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes like I just purged my kitchen probably a month and a half ago and got rid of just stuff that like, when I use it, I like it, but I use it like two times a year and it just takes up space and it's kind of like that clutter is way more overwhelming than it is beneficial to like my cooking. And so yeah. I get it. Like you don't have to have a gadget for every single thing. Like I see like kitchen gadget videos and there's literally like a specific knife just to cut an avocado. And I'm like, bro, you could have a pocket knife and cut everything in your kitchen just fine. Like exactly. it's okay. You know, like that clutter and that like just constant like feeling of lack like you don't have the right thing to do the most simple like we've been eating our entire existence as humans like we can figure it out you know what I mean you don't have to have like an instant pot for every single thing or whatever so yep so yeah like the simple living is I don't know I in my opinion I think it's something that like I strive for because as a society we've gotten so like hooked on gadgets so I admire the fact that you guys are living more simply and like minimalist because that's what I would try to go for in a house so yeah yep yep and I feel like everybody could probably like do what you just do and like purge through everything they own because mm -hmm. yeah like you said like 99% of the stuff that we own we really don't need and yeah. like I was saying a lot of stuff in our our house I didn't even use so and I feel like I'm not really like a materialistic person to begin with so mm -hmm. for me like all that stuff just like gives me a little bit of anxiety anyway because I'm like why did I spend all the money on it when I'm barely gonna use it so yeah exactly and it's just a thing and like you get you've always been the type of person that you like love experiences and yeah. I feel like a lot of people do get really hooked on like the tangible like materialistic items that they might like make you super happy and comfy for a day or even like a month and then later you forget about them and you're on to the next thing and then like you're always chasing that like dopamine hit of like having something new instead of experiencing things and like filling your life with memories and just I don't know like like I said yep. experiences so yeah like yep exactly I would much rather spend my money on things like that than something I can you know use in my kitchen or whatever like some things are great I will give it that but like, I would much rather take a trip or something than have somebody, like, for my birthday, for example, instead of gifts, like, we went and spent the day on the beach and, like, rode bikes on the beach in Florida. So, like, I would much rather do stuff like that than have, like, physical things. Yeah, exactly, which I feel like that aligns with what you guys are doing really well. So, yeah, I mean, you guys are kind of the perfect fit for what you decided to do going over the road, so... Yeah, um, yep, exactly. Okay, so then on contrast to what, like, you miss most about home, what do you love most about being on the road? Um, like, based off of why we did come on the road, um, like, traveling and seeing the country is probably the number one reason. Um, we're just, I think people get so like stoked about traveling the world and stuff and they forget what we have to offer like in the United States mm -hmm. um which I'm guilty of that too so 
Um, I can't really say much about that, but there's just so much to see. And even though we don't really get to go into like really small details with places we go, because we're mostly on the freeway, um, it's like you said, talking about seeing the different states and different seasons and stuff, just seeing that and getting a feel for what each state is, is so cool. Like how many people get to say they have done that or that they do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then just getting to spend time with Jordan and Quill, like after working remote, I think in the future, it'll be hard for me to ever go back to like an in-person job, um, after working remote and like doing this, but there's just so much freedom to it. And a lot of people don't have that in their day-to-day lives. So I'm very appreciative of the freedom that we have and yeah, just getting to spend that freedom together. Yeah, that, I love that. Um, so speaking of states, you had another follower ask you, what states haven't you hit yet? And then what states were the favorites that you've been through? So we actually have gotten a lot of states. So between when we did the like hot shotting on our own and then when we're in the semi, the, we've only not been to three sta- states in the continuous United States. So, of course, we haven't been to Hawaii or Alaska, unfortunately. But um, we've not been to Michigan, Rhode Island, and Maine. So, um, yeah. So, every other state we've been to, been through. Um, and then, as far as favorite state goes... I would say probably Florida. I really love Florida. Um, Driving through like the Smoky Mountains in like North Carolina, Tennessee, like the border over there is also really beautiful and is like a nice change of scenery because I haven't spent much time in that part of the state. Um, So both of those. And then, of course, driving on the like northeastern part of the United States when it was fall mm-hmm. was like bucket list. Like I said, like we drove the whole state of New York and then like Vermont, Massachusetts, um, a little bit of New Hampshire. So seeing all of that was just like indescribable. Yeah. That's so cool. I remember like being a little kid and my, I think it was my aunt Patty and my uncle Bob. I'm pretty sure they had a goal to hit all 50 states in their life. And I don't even know if they've hit it yet. I think they did. I think they did complete it. But it took them, I think, I'm pretty sure they hit it, like, not very long ago. So it took them up to 50 years, like, in their 50 years. And you guys are dang near there. And you're not even, I mean, you're not even 30 yet. So that's so cool. Like, you've seen so much of the country already and you're not even in your 30s. Yep. Yeah. And that's always been part of my goal, too. And then, course my even bigger goal is to see all seven continents but (laughs) we'll get there later we can't drive there but I'll get there someday but yeah it really is amazing like what we have kind of in our quote neighborhood you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely the United States is like there's just so much of a variety of landscapes which is kind of there really is even like within the same state like if you think Idaho like yeah Northern Idaho versus Southern Idaho, there's such a difference. And then each state is like that with different types of terrain. So, yeah, you see you see it all. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so switching gears just a little bit back to the kitchen stuff that we were talking about, but what's your like go-to staple meal on the road or meals? Cause if you have, like, I feel like this can be beneficial for people who are in a home, but they just live a busy life because I'm sure like you guys have to do more simple options and like think ahead. But yeah. what is your like most absolute staple meal or meals? Like, yeah. So, um, I guess before I jump into that, I'll kind of explain how we cook our meals and whatnot. Um, so for those who don't know, like semis, like 99% of semis anyway, don't have kitchens or anything. And there's a very small amount of space. Um, you pretty much just have like this tiny little table. That's like a two by two table essentially. So all of our meals I cook in either an Instapot or I have like this little single burner thing that I can plug in so I can cook with like one pot or pan at a time. So it's very limited. Um, I have a microwave in there, but I, I've never been like a big cooking with microwave type person anyway. Um, and it stinks. We actually got a microwave that's also an air fryer, but the wattage on the air fryer is too much for the truck. So we only can really use the microwave. Mm. Um, so that's unfortunate, but, um, like I said, all of our meals are cooked in either the Instapot or on like one pan. So I make a lot of just like either skillets. Um, for example, for tonight, I'm making a skillet that has sweet potato, spinach, chicken sausage, onion, and I think that's it. And then I put like um, some bitchin sauce on it. Yeah, um, and it's really good. And it's all something that I can make in one sheet or not one sheet, um, one pan. So that's pretty much the types of recipes that I have to make. So make a lot of stuff in the crock pot. So like chicken, potatoes and carrots, or like I'll do a roast um, or Pasta is not too bad because I have like a saucepan and a skillet, so I can, I just have to make them separately, um, which is sometimes a little difficult, but it can be done. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just a lot of like one pan type meals and we're really, really limited on fridge space too. So like you said, it has to be like very simple recipes that don't have a lot of ingredients. Um that don't take up too much space in the fridge. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's not too bad. We try to go to the grocery store like once a week or, or so if it's kind of hard to get into grocery stores more often than that because getting in there with a semi is not always the easiest option with how like parking is set up. Yeah. Um, and a lot of places don't allow semis in their parking lot. So we have to like look ahead and like really look at the map to see how the roads are set up around grocery stores to see if we'll even be able to fit. Um, sometimes I have to call ahead and see if that's even an option for us to come into their parking lot. So just getting to the grocery store can be a pain. Um, but we try to go, fairly often because truck stop foods are just not not it so yeah yeah so then how do so, you do dishes 
that is probably my least favorite part of life on the road is the freaking <laughs> dishes. <laughs> like I said, no privacy. So I'm just washing my dishes in the sink at a truck stop, like bathroom. Um, most of the time, other, otherwise we take them into like the shower rooms, um, and wash them like at the sink or in the shower. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's fun, like hauling all your pots and pans into the truck stops and bringing your soap and your smudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's definitely interesting, but like I said, that's probably my least favorite part of like day-to-day living on the road. So I try not to use like too many dishes, but I also don't like using paper plates and all that. So yeah, well, and that's <sighs> just like, of the game. hats off to you because the patience it probably takes to do mundane tasks that are a little bit more challenging, like mundane tasks in a home are annoying, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like test people's yep. patience. So a mundane task like that, that you have to do every day on the road, the amount of patience that that probably takes, like it's, I just tip my hat to you because I don't know if I could do it <laughs> because I have like no patience. But yeah, well, and I already don't really like doing dishes, so yeah. to have to like haul them all inside around people and then do them in the tiniest sink possible that sometimes, oh, oh my gosh. So it's even worse when they like the faucet is an automatic one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have to like use one hand to stick under there to get it going, and then you have your pot and pan or whatever in the other hand, and it's just, oh my gosh. That can be really frustrating. Yeah. Especially after a long day of driving, you just want to like eat your dinner, relax, but you have all these dishes that are taking up space in the truck. So you have to go through them so you can put them away. And then you get stuck with a freaking automatic water dispenser. And mm-hmm. yeah, really test your patience sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. It's like next level camping. I said it's like next level camping. You have to figure out just all the little stuff that normally seems pretty like automatic. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yep. It can be, it can be frustrating, but like I said, most of the time the, the pros outweighs the cons, but that one is definitely like a con on the bottom of the list. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. So moving into the next question, what's it like to be with your significant other literally 24 seven? Um, I feel like for a lot of people, it would probably be really challenging, but I, I think Jordan and I have a really good relationship to where we're able to be together 24 seven. Um, I mean, yeah, sometimes it does get frustrating and you just want some like alone time or space. Um, and if that's the case, like he'll watch TV or I'll watch the iPad or something, put my headphones in or I'll read a book and he'll watch TV. So there's kind of ways to like escape from each other, even though you're like in the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's really not bad. Like I said, that was one of the main reasons why we did this is so we could be together. Um, and so we just have to always like keep that in mind. Like we're doing this so we can have this time together and yeah, we really haven't had like a lot of issues or anything like being together 24 seven, but it also helped that we've already done this before. Yeah. Um, and we kind of worked out the kinks then. And 
Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're sitting there talking 100% of the time, like, we'll listen to podcasts or listen to music or he'll talk on the phone with someone or I'll get on the phone with someone. So um, so we have our, like, outlets or whatever. But And I read a lot on the road, especially now that I'm not uh, working remote anymore. Um, I have a little bit more free time, which is kind of rough, but it's it's not bad. We We get to chat a lot and... It's a lot of just sightseeing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, I feel like, you know, remember when COVID happened and there was like the joke about it's the test for the couples, like the quarantine, you know, like there would be couples that had to be quarantined together and they'd be like, oh, okay, I didn't realize it, but I hate my partner. And then there was people that were like, this brought us even closer together. And like, yeah, that's you guys, you know, like being together 24 seven, honestly, has probably just like enriched your relationship. So that's really cool. Yeah, and I think I think well, I think so too. And um, after we were on the road before, and then coming off the road and like doing our own jobs, um, we just found that we preferred to just be able to be together mm-hmm. um, than be apart. So, I mean, just that in itself, we know what it's like working away from each other, and we know that this is better for us, and we enjoy it more. So. We just always keep that in mind, and it definitely helps. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, okay, so the last question I have, and then if you want, you can, like, talk about any other things that I might have missed. But the last question I have is, what are the top three experiences you've had while or since going on the road? Top three experiences? Um, so, like, I kind of... Um, talked about before for my birthday in November we were in Florida and we were in Destin Florida and we spent the whole day like on the beach riding our bikes around going and trying out a couple new restaurants we got a hotel over there so we were able to get like a really good night's sleep um I think that was probably one of the best experiences that I've had and one of the best birthdays I've had um, another one, and this isn't like specific, but just like kind of in general, I have a lot of family across the United States. So, and friends for that matter. Um, so just being able to stop in and like see people that I haven't got to see in a long time is just, it's just so nice. Like, um, when we were up in the upper like East coast, I have a friend in Massachusetts. So I was able to stay with her and just earlier this week, we passed through Denver. So we parked our truck and my aunt, and my uncle who live in Denver came and picked us up for the night. We were only there for, you know, we got there at like four or five in the evening and had to leave at like six o'clock the next morning. So we're never in places for very long, but it's really nice to just be able to like stop and get dinner with someone and catch up mm-hmm. um especially when we haven't seen them for a long time yeah that's really cool and, and so my third one would be um so a couple months ago we were in california and we were on like the back highway on the east side of california that like runs parallel to like nevada and all that and we were going through this mountain pass and we had to get up really really early in order to deliver in Reno on time. So we got up really early and we're going through this mountain pass and the sun was coming up as we were just about to like 
peak on this mountain pass and there was a cloud inversion happening at the same time and it was just like the most beautiful like serene experience like nobody else was on the road it was pretty much just us because it was like five six o'clock in the morning going over this mountain pass so there's snow on the mountains and then you just look out and it's like clouds all you see is like the cloud inversion and it was just like such an unforgettable experience i'm I'm obsessed with cloud inversions and I've only seen a few of them in my life. And whenever I do, it's just like really like grounds you and brings you back to like real life. Like this is like the world we live in and it's so beautiful. And it just, it was a really incredible experience that I'm so thankful that Jordan and I got to experience it together. So, yeah. And that's like that, not once in a lifetime, but rare like perfect alignment of time where you actually hit that spot right at the perfect time as the sun was coming up, as it was like the cloud inversion. And I saw on the video that you posted, you could still see the stars too. Like the stars were still out as the sun was coming up and the clouds were inverted. So that's, it was, I mean, it was beautiful on a phone screen. I can't even imagine what it was like in person. Yeah, it was honestly unreal. Like, I was speechless. We were both kind of speechless. Like, we didn't know what to say. And then afterwards, I was like, that was so freaking cool. (laughs) And then, yeah, then I was like, okay, we're never getting off the road. I want to see that every day. Yeah, no kidding. That's so cool. (laughs) So it's, like, moments like that that make, like, the struggles that we have out here so worth it. Because, like, we would have never caught that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, do you have anything else that you want to like talk about or a story to share that kind of gives just a little bit more insight to like you guys' life on the road? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like every day is kind of different out here and I mean, it's, it can be a lot of work. So just driving long hours for anybody who's driven like 11 hours straight, that's not always super fun. Um, it makes your body hurt. So I try to work out, which is a challenge in itself. Um, so I either work out outside, which like I said, no privacy. So sometimes there's a million people staring at you, which is super fun. Um, (laughs) or, uh, the shower rooms inside the truck stops are usually where I work out. It's a little more safe. And since it's been cold, we're not always in warm weather. So I, go in there I bring my little yoga mat in and I can work out inside but some of those like shower rooms are tiny so trying to do like burpees and stuff in a shower room isn't always like the best option (laughs) but I know I gotta work out so I just make it happen um and then yeah like like you said it's me Jordan and Quill in our little truck and (laughs) Most semis have bunk beds, but ours, unfortunately, does not. So we have, like, a 48-inch mattress that we get to share. Oh, man. Um, so it's a twin-size bed, essentially. So if anybody that isn't a couple can imagine sleeping with their significant other in a twin-size bed every night, um, that's not always super fun, <laughs> but... <laughs> We make it work. Um, It's actually really not that bad, except for, like, when my stomach hurts or whatever. I'm, like, I just want to, like, sprawl out, and I can't. Yeah. Um, So, like, just, like, 
day-to-day living can be kind of rough in there because it is so small. And maybe I'll take some pictures or maybe I'll post a video so people can see, um, like on our Instagram, so people can kind of see what it looks like inside. But, yeah, it's it's not as bad as some would think with being in a very small area with two people and a dog. Um, and then we try to take Quill out every time we stop and throw the ball for him so he's getting his exercise. This morning, I took him on a little walk around the truck stop. Uh, I did, like, a little half-a-mile walk just so we can both get a little exercise. So we try to keep up with stuff like that because I know it's not good on his joints either being cooped up in the truck. Mm-hmm. And most places that we load and unload, um, if they see we have a dog in there, they're like, oh, let him out. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's just every day, is, like I said, every day is different. Um, we haul all sorts of things Um I don't think I mentioned this, but we have a flatbed trailer. So I help Jordan like unload and load and stuff. So every time we get a load, we have to strap it. Most of the time we're tarping it. And the tarps that we have aren't like normal tarps. They're like the super heavy duty tarps and they weigh like a hundred pounds each. And so I think tarping is probably like my uh, least favorite thing to do when we're loading and unloading because you have to put it on there then you have to bungee it all down and have to make sure it's like wind resistant and or not wind resistant like so the wind's not catching it and ripping the tarp yeah and then each each load has to be strapped down or chained down a certain way so that it doesn't shift or move um and there's all sorts of like rules and regulations about how many straps and all that you have to have based off of how heavy the load is so there's a lot of like things that we're doing every day that isn't just driving so it helps kind of switch up the boringness of being in the truck all the time yeah that makes sense and it kind of like I mean that's probably a little bit of a workout in and of itself oh definitely especially when it's like a million degrees and you're throwing a huge tarp on there and walking back and forth around the trailer and strapping everything down and um taking the tarp off and folding it oh the most fun thing is so we have to whenever we're done with a tarped load we have to take it off and put it like flat on the ground and fold it and roll it and it's really fun when it's super windy outside oh my gosh. <laughs> and you're trying to like hold four corners of a tarp down with two people and just trying to fold it and roll it. It's, it's a little frustrating, but <laughs> most of the time it's just kind of hilarious because you'll get one side done and then the freaking wind will come up and pick up the other side. So you have to go back there and it's like, it's a really fun game that I try not to play too often, <laughs> Yeah, but, um, so yeah, it's it's definitely not like it's definitely not mundane, you know, or you're you're never really that bored because you're always doing something different. You're always loading or unloading something different. Um I think so actually this this week was the first time we went back to the same location again. So just outside of Birmingham we've already been to this uh, place where we loaded and unloaded. So um, you're always seeing new 
new like shops or factories or wherever we get our stuff from, um, which is kind of cool. Always meeting new people and yeah, it's, it's really not too boring as, as one would think driving so much, you know? Yeah. I always had that like conception that it was boring before you guys went on the road and then just like, obviously hearing your stories and like talking to you and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, like you guys stay really busy. There's always something to do. And even when like, we'll be on the phone and you'll be logistically planning out like what exit to take and all this kind of stuff. So you're always like thinking ahead and planning ahead. And there's just a lot that goes to it that I don't think that people realize. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think it definitely helps that like I'm here with him because, um, most people are by themselves and I think that does get boring because you are sitting in the vehicle or in the truck for so long by yourself. Yeah. Um, so I, I think a lot of like normally truck drivers are boring, like kind of bored. Um, but it helps that I'm here with him. And I think Jordan has told me before that if I wasn't here, he doesn't know if he could do it because it's a long time without talking to someone. Yeah. And... I mean, and we're both, like, especially me, I'm I'm not, like, the type of person that can be bored. I always have to be doing something or be involved in something or anything, you know. I don't like being bored, so I'm always trying to find stuff for us to do or making sure that I'm staying busy helping him with his work, so. Yeah. And it was, it was easier before when I was working remotely, but unfortunately my company like kind of went away with the remote work. So, um, now that I don't work remotely, I feel like I have a lot more free time. So that can kind of get under my skin a little bit. But like I said, I read a lot, um, listen to podcasts. I get really bored. I'll watch like a show on the iPad, but I haven't really done that a whole lot just cause I like like looking outside and seeing where we're at and yeah it's it's not it's not too shabby nice it's like one giant big family road trip exactly like a never-ending family <laughs> yeah, road trip that you get paid for <laughs> but it is nice like I said we took a couple weeks off over Christmas um so it's nice having that freedom to be able to do those types of things and like um, last October when I went on the, uh, California trip, um, Jordan went out on the road and I was able to stay back and go on my hiking trip. Um, so just having like that flexibility is really nice. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, I feel like everybody that listens to this is going to get a lot more detailed insight to what it takes to live on the road. And I think that's really cool. So, um, If any of you guys listening have any more questions or, like, if you know anybody who's ever lived on the road and you have just, like, comments or stories or anything like that, you can um, hit us up on Instagram. It's exploremore.podcast. Get a hold of us and tell us if you know anybody or have any questions about going over the road. And with that, I guess we'll let you go back inside your semi-truck instead of sitting on your trailer and being stared at by a bunch of people. But thanks for just kind of, like, coming on and explaining what it's like to live on the road yeah of course and thank you everybody for listening i hope it did give you some insight to what life is like i i don't post a lot on like my personal instagram but i do post a lot of stories so feel free to like go follow on there 
um, for more of like the day-to-day life of what it's like. Um, and that's, uh, miss underscore adventures underscore. Um, but I'll try to get some good pictures or videos posted on our Instagram, um, on explore more so that you guys can see kind of what I'm talking about, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. And like Kate said, if you guys have any questions or if anybody is thinking about like going on the road in a semi, definitely let us know. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. And yeah, until then, I'm going to keep trucking and explore more. Yes. Thank you again for tuning into the Explore More podcast. It would mean the world to us if you left a quick review wherever you're listening from. And be sure to share it with someone who you think it might resonate with. To keep up with even more adventures, follow us on Instagram at exploremore.podcast. And always remember, wherever life takes you, explore more.